Hello, everyone, and welcome to Two Realtors. I am your host, Kimmy. And I'm your host, Ivani. And we are back for another week with so much information to share with you guys and just to have some general conversation. Um, we're always excited when we get to do these podcasts just because we get to let out so much, you know, not necessarily frustration, but just bounce different ideas and thoughts and, you know, stories and things that's happened in real estate and what's going on in real estate. And we're just always excited to share it. So just to jump right into it, um, what's been going on? Like what's, what's new in the real estate world? Oh, okay. Well, I was reading this article. Have you seen it? Where they were talking about how the new Pokemon Go app is taking over the world and it's also taking our real estate over our real estate world. Have you seen the article? Mm -mm, I haven't seen it. Okay, well, I saw the article on Inman, um, and it was saying how real estate agents are using the Pokemon app as a way of providing descriptions and directions toward their listings. Um, it's kind of trendy in areas where there are more younger people in the areas because it'll tell them, for example, uh, the house is seven Pokemon steps from a gym or seven Poke stops within a mile or things like that. Um, so so how are you supposed to know what that means? All the users of the Pokemon app, which amazingly is a lot of users. Um, did you know that Nintendo just went up um, and worth about $7.5 billion? Just from this app. Just That's from amazing. the past That's week. Crazy. Isn't that crazy? Um, so as a real estate agent, I think it's very important that we kind of stay up on the new trends and new things that are going on out there. Um, would you put these Pokemon descriptions in your listing? Uh, well, for one, I don't even know about the whole Pokemon thing. Like I've seen the cartoon or I don't even know if they had a Pokemon game or not. I think they did have a game. Okay. I know. I know. It's, the cartoon was, was really yeah yeah they did have the cartoon big that's how I really blew up but I just find it you know that's just a creative way to include what's the new trend in real estate so by all means if that's the next wave we might want to jump on that wave you know and ride it for as long as you can yeah this is true or you know some of our real estate tech geniuses out there we can probably think of something similar and mm -hmm. ride that wave as well because we all know uh that a lot of trends come from initial trends um that's our ideas and creative applications and games get created off of things like that um so i just thought it was an interesting read um that i was looking at uh the other day what else do we have going on, Kimmy? Well, this week I've been actually talking to a lot of my investors and something that struck out to me that they mentioned was they were surprised at how many vacant homes they would see around the city. And even though that's a good thing for the investor, for the average Joe just kind of driving around and looking or maybe thinking about different neighborhoods to move in, it's kind of an eyesore, maybe just something to make them think twice about before moving into a neighborhood. So most of the time I'm on the city's website or I like to go on the city's website just to kind of see if we have any events going on, if we have anything coming to the city, um, just to kind of stay abreast of all the current events with the city. And I noticed that they just released um, to the press that the city um, code enforcement, their whole police department code enforcement 
has now hired so many officers to go out and, you know, give citations for these homes. So they actually have the researchers who find, you know, the owner of record. They find these properties that are abandoned and they do the research and then the officers actually go out and give the citation, like I said. So I think this is actually going to be pretty good for our city because that will eliminate so many vacant homes that we see. And like I said, I know it's a good thing for the investors who are coming in because obviously they get to pick up on all these vacant homes. But on the flip side, it just doesn't look good. It just doesn't appeal you know, to the average buyer. So if they can't find the owners, what's the next solution? If they can't find the owners, um, I was watching those recently, and what they're doing is demolishing the houses. Um, because these houses, they bring down the value of the other homes in the neighborhood. They can be a source of crime and drug use. Um, it can be dangerous for even the kids of the neighborhood when the children decide to go into abandoned houses and there could be mold or something's wrong with the floor where it's unstable. Um, there's just so many factors in having these abandoned houses just so many places around the city. Um, usually these houses are really close to our major attractions. Um, of the city, for example, um, there are a couple of streets across the street from the Georgia Dome and the new Falcon Stadium um, that I've taken clients there to view properties um, and investors to view properties. And when they see these neighborhoods, um, of course, the pricing is cheaper. Um, so these houses, they don't cost a lot. But if you want to, say, rent your house out for a Section 8 tenant, um, you can have issues because the Atlanta Housing Department, they won't allow you to rent a house to a Section 8 tenant if there are too many vacant properties around the house that you purchase. Um, so for investors that are looking to be landlords, this could become a problem because they could potentially buy a property that they can't have a renter for. Um, and so we get into issues like that. So I think it's a really good idea um, to have these additional code enforcement officers that go out and try to find the owners of these properties and take care of these properties. And if the owner isn't responding or being responsive, then I think that the mayor is right and his council is right in just tearing the houses down and building something else in its place. So when you say just tearing them down, I'm assuming this is with the owner's consent. Like they can't just go you know, by way of eminent domain and just take them. Oh, uh, from watching the news the other day, it, I believe they are just destroying the houses. Because um, if you can't get in touch with the owner, I think that has been the issue. A lot of people from different states that are not living in it, living in the state of Georgia, let alone the city of Atlanta, um, purchase a lot of properties in this hot Atlanta market as investment properties. Um, and so when the properties here are just one of hundreds or even thousands of properties on their books, um, they might not have the resources needed to check on these properties. So at some point, the city does have to step in um, and take over these properties if they can't assist the owner in correcting these issues. So I know we're talking about, you know, like single family residences, but when I was driving on the south side not too long ago, I did see like a whole block of apartment complexes. And that just had me thinking, well, do you think it's going to resonate the same with single family residents? So I know if I'm living in the community or an apartment complex, 
and I happen to see this big, you know, so many acreage of land or acres of land now vacant, now leveled. I don't know if that really helps the community, if it hinders the community, if it's still an eyesore or, you know, of course, it's better than the boarded up windows or, you know, all the graffiti on the buildings. But do you think it's the same if you do apartment complexes, too? too. I think that in those communities, a lot of times those apartment complexes are very close to single family residences. Um, and so it can be challenging for those residents to come home every day or go to work or want their children to go outside and play. And then there's this, there's this big abandoned set of buildings um, that have been abandoned and vacant for a long time because that also breeds the crime um, more more drastically and, and that type of environment will breed the illegal dumping of a lot of items that can turn out to be hazardous to the help of those in that community. Um, so I think that um, the apartment complexes tearing those down, demolishing those um is something that's needed as well, especially if those owners do not, they no longer have the means or the capital to reinvest into that apartment complex. Uh, on the bright side is that with that huge track of land and all that acreage um, and some other communities, that that is where the city comes in and builds mixed-use communities. Um, with those mixed-use communities, uh, I think that that breeds a lot of uh, potential in commercial real estate as well as residential real estate because you can have um, residents, single family homes that can be put in that area as well as another apartment complex that that they can include um, places where people can shop, places where people can work. Um, so I think mixed use communities that'll, that'll do really great for real estate industry as a whole. I mean, I'm a fan of the mixed use community. I absolutely love it. I just love the whole concept, the whole idea, the actual layout of, you know, being able to live, work and play in the same area. It's convenient. You know, it's economically friendly. Um, but always, you know, want to play devil's advocate because moving on to our next topic now we need some developers. Now we need those people to actually develop those areas and, would they want to even come in those low-income areas? Would they want to go where all the vacant houses are? So that's why when I went back and said, you know, could it help it or does it hurt it? Or is it still an eyesore if they tear it down? Or, you know, it's great that they're getting rid of all these vacant homes and these abandoned apartment complexes. But until that development is ready, it's still empty. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I know in certain areas when the city does decide to tear down or take the homes back from their owners, um, they put homes in their places. Uh, so I know in one of the communities, when they're tearing down the house, they're going to rebuild another house because the house that was torn down might have been um, unsalvageable. So in that aspect, if you tear it down to build something else, I had I feel that that's going to um, tremendously impact the field of real estate. That's going to grow um, tremendously. So you can have, if I'm an investor and I see where they're clearing out land, um, that could be the opportunity to buy that land. Um, if I'm a developer, I can use the opportunity to create something new that's there. If I'm a commercial in commercial real estate, 
I can decide to use that land to um, put a store there or, or a business there that can be useful for the residents of that community. Um, so I think the potential to, to knock something down and build something greater is there. Um, however, uh, when, they're, when they're taking these properties back from these owners, um, I think there can be some issues because if it's an, of course, if it's an out-of-state owner or an owner that is just uninterested, um, then, you know, that's one thing. But then if it's an owner that simply can't afford, they don't want to lose the property, but they can't afford to keep the property as well. Um, there are certain implications with that, um, you know, since you played the devil's advocate. Right. And you can't, you know, you can't always win or you can't always please everybody. So I know there are going to be those few who saying, oh, you know, well, unfortunately, I just I'm not financially ready to take care of the second property that I have or, you know, whatever the circumstance is. If they had a family member that passed and the house was passed down, now they've got this property that they didn't necessarily plan for. So, of course, circumstances are different. It's just unfortunate once you lay the rule out, everybody kind of has to follow that rule. So they can't just say, oh, well, if you have this special situation, then you're exempt from us tearing down the home. If it's on the street, you know, and it's vacant and nobody's claiming it or nobody's doing anything about it after all these citations have been met, after code enforcement has done their due diligence, then, you know, the process has to has to follow. Um, but on the other side of that, I think you said it a lot, like two of my favorite words in real estate are potential and opportunity. So with all these vacant homes and with all these vacant apartments that are now being demolished becomes, you know, so much more opportunity for development and so much more potential for these communities. Um, the area that you were talking about by, of course, the new stadium, that's going to bring so much opportunity to that area. And it's, and it's, it's crucial, you know, for our listeners to understand the importance of being, you know, home buyer ready or even for sellers who are over there who are saying, hey, I know some of these vacant homes or I have a home that's either, you know, dilapidated or they may be in transition and fixing it up and wanting to sell. So we've just got to inform our listeners as far as being prepared, being informed and being able to make these transitions when they're ready to happen. Um so I'm excited about, you know, the city and all the opportunity and development that is going to come because I know it's coming. It's only going to be a matter of time. But I think I we think did we get an email from a listener, listener that you wanted to share with us. Yes, we have an email from Sylvia from College Park. Hey, Sylvia. Hi, Sylvia. Sylvia says, hi, ladies. I'm a full time college student at Georgia State, and I've been working all summer to save up for a down payment for my first home. Hopefully, I can purchase by the new year. So my question is, by me not having not having really any credit yet, will I be eligible to purchase? Well, Sylvia, that's a great question. And thanks so much for sending it in and emailing it to us. Um, as a... As a real estate professional, you know, I work with a lot of first time home buyers and students as well who purchase homes. And what I usually tell them is they want to have at least three things in order. That's their credit. That's their down payment. And that's their employment. So it seems like you already have your down payment in place. And that's completely awesome. Um, as far as your credit and your employment, I'm not sure since you are a full-time student, if you have that full-time employment yet, maybe you'll be graduating in the fall 
um, and then you'll start your new, you know, your new career. And then, of course, employment will be taken care of. Now, when it comes down to credit, I know you say you really don't have too much credit. And lenders typically look at no credit almost the same as having bad credit. And that's just because if there's not really anything to gauge you know, your credit worthiness or the way that you've paid bills in the past, they don't really have a number to go off on. And that credit scored number is just the likely or the more likely you are to pay your bills back on time. So the higher, of course, that credit scored number, the more likely you are to be approved and get financed and get that house. So I would definitely um, reply to your email. I'm going to send you some more information with some of the lenders that we work closely with who can give you more information about being credit ready and having your credit either built or repaired if necessary just to give, just you, some, to give you some general um, home buying information especially since you're a first-time home buyer so again Sylvia I really appreciate you sending us that email we're definitely going to get back with you and give you all of that information and for our listeners again I know we did mention a few um, different places where we got our sources from today anybody you want to tell them how they can get that information Oh, yes. In the comment section below, we'll post a link to the email article about the Pokemon Go, as well as the city of Atlanta's information on um, the properties and what they're looking to do to take care of some of our abandoned properties. Um, we're going to post those links as well as the lending information um, as a response to this question. Of course, if you guys have similar questions, uh, we'll post the information at the bottom. And as always, thank you guys for listening. We'd appreciate any reviews, comments, likes that you have. Um, and feel free to always email us your questions. We can go over them at our podcast as well as respond directly to your emails. And our email address is realtorsatlanta at gmail.com. And that's the number two, realtors with the S, atlanta at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good night.